Chapter Twenty Four of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Four: A Happy Mother. Nothing ever worked up better than that fair. Miss Perkins was ready with her thirty dollies, and you and I can imagine just how she felt when the order came, which swept nearly all her stock on hand away, but left instead money enough to support dory and herself for the next three months but she was by no means the only one who planned dolls for that fair on the very evening in which the order from miss webster arrived came one of the college girls to call on miss perkins just a little bit of red kid no larger than her two fingers was what she thought she came after but in reality she came to hear Miss Perkins pour out her joy over the large order, to hear the letter read which explained why they were wanted, and to clap her hands gleefully and say, "'That's the very thing for us. The children in our circle have been dressing dolls to give away. We planned it for them to teach them how to sew. We'll send them to this fair. The dolls, you know, not the children.' and let them be sold for the benefit of whatever the managers are working for. It is sure to be a good object if Miss Webster is interested in it. I mean to write to her this very evening. Won't that be nice, Miss Perkins? Some of the dolls are the oddest-looking creatures you ever saw. We girls in the graduating class have each planned a dolly like the one we used to love the best when we were little dots, and some of them are unique." in this way and in many other ways of which i have not time to tell you the interest grew by the time miss perkins's box arrived the young ladies of mr holden's church had formed a circle to meet on two consecutive afternoons and dress dolls for miss webster's fair every one of them knew miss webster and were ready to serve her a few of them were acquainted with little daisy and understood something about the occasion for this effort from judge dunmore's home went great packages made up of bits of lace and silk and velvet such as would have delighted any dolly's heart mrs irving the married daughter said she wondered when she packed her trunks why all those cast-off bits of finery persisted in coming along and now she knew Cards of invitation were already sent out, in the name of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant, inviting every dolly in town to exhibit herself at the fair, and Judge Dunmore offered a prize of a five-dollar gold piece to be given to the most neatly and tastefully dressed dolly, three ladies, none of whom had ever seen any of the dollies until the afternoon of the fair, to be chosen as committee of award miss webster was hard at work making and dressing an exact representation of sally the famous doll who lived in the white house in the years when john adams was president of the united states and mary louisa was his little daughter the day before the fair was one long excitement to daisy bryant surprises began as early as seven o'clock in the morning when that express package arrived from the college girls a good-sized box filled with dolls, which Daisy would certainly have called unique, had she been acquainted with the word. Among other wonders in this box 
was a remarkable shoe made of pasteboard covered with velvet and filled even to overflowing with dolls i may as well tell you in passing that this shoe full of dolls was the cause of great discomfort to daisy one little visitor from whom she had hoped much sat down disconsolate before this shoe refusing to be interested in anything making herself and all about her miserable because her mother refused to buy the entire family old woman shoe and all in vain daisy gently explained i couldn't spare them all to one customer alice dear i couldn't really there are a great many people here you know and so many of them want dollies that i think i shall have to take orders from some and supply them afterwards so you see it would not do for one little girl to buy so many the only answer the broken-hearted alice had to all this was a twitch of the shoulders and a snarly little go away do what difference would it make to you whether other people get dollies or not if you sold them all i want the old woman in her shoe and all her children or else i don't want any doll at all so daisy turned away with a sigh to attend to some less exacting customer she found it hard to understand such a form of selfishness as this little girls were certainly not all alike but daisy had had her trials on the afternoon before the fair when miss webster was wheeled into the front room upstairs where the dolls were to be exhibited she found daisy alone on her knees in front of a beautiful wax miss who had arrived from boston but the night before and was by far the most beautiful doll on which daisy's eyes had ever rested it was from miss webster's brother ben who sent his love to daisy and his hearty regards to his namesake benjamin bryant even miss webster had been surprised at this and had laughed until the tears were in her eyes and she had bent over and kissed the doll to hide them as she said dear boy who would have supposed that he would think to do such a thing yet after all i do not know why i should be surprised it is just like him in front of this dolly as i said knelt daisy alone but for the presence of bobby a boarder's baby who had been left in her care for ten minutes while his mother ran downstairs on an errand bobby was comfortable in his basket but was at that moment very much astonished because daisy did not look around and attend to him as he had just thrown his rubber ball at her head to attract her notice to be sure it had missed aim and only bounded lightly against her dress but bobby thought she might have noticed it the truth was she was too much absorbed she did not even hear the soft roll of miss webster's chair and did not look around until that lady said gently is she talking to you daisy or are you just loving her then daisy gave one of those slow long drawn-out sighs which seemed to come somewhere from the depths of her heart and said gravely very gravely indeed miss webster i shall make her a tenth shall you indeed said miss webster with a slight start i confess i am surprised at that she would bring you in quite a sum of money daisy dear i know it ma'am said daisy firmly 
but I have quite made up my mind that she shall be a tenth. Because, Miss Webster, and here a lovely flush spread over Daisy's face, at first I didn't want to do it. I don't understand why, but I didn't, really. I think I wanted to keep her for myself. It seemed to me that I couldn't bear to sell her, or even give her away. It is very strange that I should have such a naughty feeling. And then, to Miss Webster's dismay, the slow tears came dropping softly from Daisy's eyes. "'My darling,' she said soothingly, "'I do not think it at all strange that you should want to keep such a lovely little dolly for yourself, especially when it was sent on purpose for you by my brother. Why should you not keep it? There will be a great many others on exhibition, and she might have the same position.' then after the fair you could keep her for your own i'm sure my brother ben would like that daisy turned toward her now the tears brushed away her eyes large and sorrowful fixed on miss webster in a sort of sad surprise it wouldn't be right she said gravely i do not need her it isn't as it was when my dear d dunmore came she was only for me and for nothing else and I was never to part with her. But this one your brother said was for me to do what I thought best with, and of course I ought to think best to give it to Jesus, for it is the very loveliest one I ever had, and I always wanted to give the best before. I do not understand why I feel so. Tears were very near the surface again. Miss Webster made haste to argue the point. Daisy, my darling, do you think she would be an entirely suitable tenth? Of course, the home where you would send the dolly in that way would be a poor little house, and would not such an elegant dolly be out of place, and not feel as much at home as a plainer and more simply dressed one would? Daisy slowly shook her head. She cannot feel you know, Miss Webster. I have to keep remembering that all the time, or else I could not sell them nor give them away, nor anything. So, even if things are not comfortable, she will not mind. And the little girl is sure to love beautiful things almost more, I think sometimes, because she is poor, and hasn't anything very pretty of her own. And beside Miss Webster, Jesus left heaven, you know, and came down here, and was poor, and hadn't even where to lay his head. Miss Webster was utterly silent and there was such a mist in her eyes she could hardly see the little face which had turned again to the beautiful dolly, and with folded hands and fixed gaze was studying it. Before this Miss Webster had bowed to and motioned in Mr. Holden, who had appeared at the open door. His eyes danced with mirth at first, then softened into something very like reverence as he listened to this unusual reasoning from a child. He came over presently to where Daisy knelt, and dropped on one knee beside her. "'Do not be troubled, Daisy, dear,' he said. "'We often find it hard to give our best while we are here, and cannot see him plainly. But he is so good that he accepts the gift and loves the giver, even though she has little quivers of wanting to keep her treasures for herself.' One of these days you and I will have learned to love him so much that we shall be only glad to give everything to him. 
daisy turned toward him smiling gently i thank you she said with sweet gravity whereupon she gave instant attention to bobby who thought he had been silent and unnoticed long enough that is very strong meat richard miss webster said smiling as she too brushed away a tear i know it but the child is an unusual one and i'm sure i hope you know what those two grown-up people meant there was certainly no meat in the room so daisy you see knew something about selfish qualms though the little alice's form of it did not touch her she had another talk with miss webster about the beautiful dolly i have quite decided she said taking neat last stitches in the long white dress she was making i wonder that i could have wanted to keep it there was one thing i did not think of at first as soon as i did all the want to went away i should not have minded for d's sake because she is pretty enough but there is my poor arabella aurelia might have been hurt i would not have her feelings hurt for anything in the world and if i had thought of that in the first place there would not have been any hard to it miss webster waited a moment to steady her voice so there should be no hint of a laugh in it before she said i understand but i wonder that that thought did not trouble you when d dunmore came that was different said daisy with decision d was my very own from the first minute there was never anything to decide but here there was then after a moment's pause do you think miss webster that arabella aurelia would like better to wear a sash or just to be in plain white from head to root i really do not feel equal to deciding that question said miss webster gravely your plans for arabella aurelia have been so entirely unlike what i supposed they would be that i believe you are the best judge daisy turned on her somewhat anxious eyes do you mean that you are not sure about her liking it she asked with gentle gravity you see she is so different from any of the others without any arms or feet or even nose that i thought if i dressed her in just white with everything as clean and neat as i could make it and took every stitch myself she would like it i have let line and the young ladies help with all the others even my dear d line made a hat for and looped her dress but nobody has touched my poor arabella aurelia's things but myself was there ever a smaller and sweeter picture of the sublimity of mother love poor little deformed wooden arabella aurelia without even a nose to receive patient and unremitting care while the beautiful d had her adornments furnished by other hands i never know whether to laugh or cry said miss webster when you get to asking me questions and she contented herself with kissing the little mother rapturously and so the fair took place and was in all respects a most remarkable success if you could have seen the dollies of every grade which swarmed in the rooms you would have been sure of it it was also very largely attended all the afternoon and evening the rooms were thronged 
and to daisy's great astonishment mrs dunmore sent cake and cream to be served to each caller do they do that at fairs she had asked ben with wide-open pleased eyes it was certainly a very pleasant thing to do but she went to a fair once and felt sure it was omitted then not commonly said ben trying not to laugh this is in some respects an uncommon occasion before the day was over daisy felt sure he was right another surprise awaited her the committee of award after sitting apart in solemn session for nearly an hour notebooks in hand earnestly discussing the merits of the different wax and wooden ladies under their charge brought in a unanimous report which nearly took daisy's breath away behold of all the elegant boston new york and even parisian beauties who had adorned the grand stand arabella aurelia had been singled out as the one to take the prize it is not that there are not more elegantly dressed dolls explained the sweet-voiced lady who had acted as chairman of the committee or more beautiful ones as regards form and features but your committee understood that nothing of this kind was to be taken into consideration the giver of the prize expressly stipulated that it should be presented to the dolly who was the most appropriately and the most carefully dressed as regarded small details keeping these instructions in mind we have no hesitancy in saying that miss arabella aurelia beyond all question has won the prize her dress is not only exquisitely appropriate to early childhood but every article upon her is made with the most painstaking neatness every stitch has apparently been set with a view to being as nearly right as possible other dollies upon whom much less care has been bestowed have failed when it came to an examination of the buttonholes those on arabella aurelia's wardrobe would do credit to a tailor still other children looking very well on the surface have been basted together or pins have been made to serve where needle and thread are generally used nothing of this kind appears about arabella aurelia in short she is in most perfect and careful order from head to foot and in the estimation of your committee the mere accident of her not possessing arms or hands or even a nose had nothing to do with the qualifications to be considered in awarding the prize we therefore do unanimously vote that the five-dollar gold piece be hung about the neck of arabella aurelia bryant great was the delight of the company over this happy result they could not be restrained from breaking into a general clapping of hands and one venturesome boy even hinted at the propriety of giving arabella aurelia three cheers but he was promptly silenced for mr holden had mounted a chair and was thanking the committee in the name of that young lady and the people generally in the name of miss d dunmore bryant for their cordial and substantial patronage it seemed for a time as though the bryant family would not get to rest that night even after they had torn themselves away from miss webster's rooms and were at home they were too much excited and too eager all to talk at once to think of going to bed what a wonderful time it had been 
how many people had come whom they had had no idea of seeing what a triumph for arabella aurelia how funny it was for mr holden to buy sally and to think that he should pay four dollars for her what an almost alarming amount of money had been made actually fifty seven dollars and forty three cents in daisy's strong little safe to say nothing of the five dollar gold piece at this moment suspended by a white ribbon from arabella aurelia's neck it is well you have a neck my lady ben had said if you haven't any nose and fanny kedwin standing beside him watching while he fastened the ribbon said i told daisy i thought it was silly for her to take so much pains with those buttonholes but it seems it paid it nearly always pays to take pains with things said that young man sagely and he thought within himself how much alike fanny and rufus kedwin were beside the fifty-seven dollars there were twenty-four new dollies left in stock where had all the money come from nobody seemed to know is it any wonder that they were excited mrs bryant did get daisy tucked away at last with arabella aurelia beside her and line went to see that all was as it should be in the store leaving ben and his mother alone for a moment in the little kitchen it has been a great success hasn't it my boy the mother said splendid said ben i have been so busy helping to get ready and then seeing it through that i haven't had a chance to tell you something i've got regular work judge dunmore recommended me to that mr welford who has an office on main street he is a lawyer you know and it seems he wants copying done and letters written and things of that kind regularly and i'm to go there afternoons after this as long as i suit he said and mornings i can have through the summer for extra pieces of work which he says he can find me and by fall he thinks i can keep my place in the office and go to school to recite judge dunmore says mr welford will pay me a good fair price for my work as much as i could earn anywhere what do you think of that i think it is just splendid said mrs bryant heartily i always knew my children would make a way out of my perplexities for me but i did not think they could do it so effectually so soon what with your and lines and daisy's faithful help we really begin to see daylight and i believe with all my heart ben that the education for all of you will come i like the school part almost better than any of it i believe so do i said ben heartily that means line two you know we'll start in together when we start and mother there's one thing more i promised myself i would tell you before i slept again though i don't exactly know how the mother turned on him a tender yet anxious look and spoke quickly what is it my boy have you gotten into any trouble or done something you don't quite like don't be afraid to tell mother ben laughed a little at that though his face sobered instantly no mother it is no trouble it is good only i don't quite know how to tell such things i've become a soldier enlisted for life mr holden calls it and the lord jesus christ is my captain 
I thought you would like to know. Then that mother folded both arms about her boy, and kissed his cheeks, his forehead, his lips, and there was such a light in her eyes as he will never forget. My dear, dear boy, she said, no other news that you can ever give me will be half so grand as this. Now, indeed, mother's heart is at rest. End of chapter 24 End of Miss D. Dunmore Bryant by Pansy Recorded by Tricia G. Thanks for listening.